Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local podcast with the local stories from the KMOX newsroom for Thursday, August 10th. I'm Debbie Monterey. And I'm Tom Ackerman. For the third time this week, a St. Louis area child has been shot. This time, a North County boy whose home was peppered with gunfire while he was inside. The front of the ranch house is pocked with bullet holes. There's a spider web hole in the picture glass living room window and holes in the vinyl siding. Holes in the headboard in the bedroom where the little boy was shot. You can see sunlight through the headboard. Nine-year-old Jason Williams expected to survive after being shot in the elbow. His grandmother, Janie Liggett, lives next door. They shot like 17 times, but for no reason. My daughter haven't did nothing to no one, nobody. We don't even know why somebody would even come out here and shoot our house up. St. Louis County police are investigating. In Glasgow Village, Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. Three blackjack firefighters suffered moderate injuries after their fire truck ran off the road and rolled over Tuesday night. That engine, it turns out, was on its way to a house fire when a car pulled out in front of the truck at Country Club and Old Halls Ferry. This was about 9 p.m. That's why the fire truck swerved off the road, struck a tree and rolled over the car, continued on its way. Hundreds of young teens remained downtown until 3 a.m. Saturday, four hours after the city-sponsored teen street parties ended. Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis is asking why Mayor Jones is in support of the event. Just a few weeks ago, following a mass shooting downtown that claimed a teen's life, Jones had said downtown is not a 1 a.m. destination for your 15-year-old. Police who intentionally stayed clear of the area around 9th and Chestnut during the party had to respond in large numbers after problems developed, including jumping and dancing on cars. St. Louis Police Sergeant Charles Wall. Police are not directly involved. We do have our summer violence initiative that does, you know, focus a lot in downtown specifically. And we do kind of those fixed posts along Washington where we close intersections to vehicle traffic for pedestrian safety. But the teen parties, I believe, are either hosted or or coordinated with the Office of Violence Prevention. Wall says he does not know if the city organizers of the street party have their own security. However, the St. Louis Police Department does not have a role in the weekly event. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. Workplace violence is on the rise at hospitals. Numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics show American health care workers are now far more likely to suffer non-fatal injuries by violence in the workplace than in any other profession, including law enforcement. BJC Healthcare and, and the hospitals in the region, we're, we're all experiencing the same thing where we are seeing increased of violence towards our healthcare workers, towards the, the staff that work in our hospitals. The executive director of safety and security for BJC Healthcare, Michael Lauer, says the violence ranges from the physical striking of a nurse to spitting on a caretaker to verbal threats. He says all BJC hospitals now have a weapons detection system in place at the entrance to their emergency department to help lower the risk of a more serious violent attack. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. It is 6.06. The decision of the visiting U.S. Energy Secretary to not meet with people living near the department's nuclear waste sites has offended some local activists. Don Chapman of the group Just Moms says Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm should have taken time Tuesday when she was in town. We could have used the Energy Secretary's help day. She, you know, she needs to come in here and just say, I'm sorry. What can we do? How do we make this better? 
Granholm was in town for a ribbon cutting to promote a lithium battery plant. When asked by reporters about the Westlake landfill and Coldwater Creek site, she said she supports their cleanup but stopped short of supporting compensation for people with health problems from it. Well, it's a tradition at the Illinois State Fair, the Butter Cow. The 800-pound butter sculpture was unveiled yesterday, and this year there is an addition, a girl preparing to milk the butter cow. My daughter is actually um, depicted in the, in the additional sculpture, so that was just a very fun, um, cool thing that we got to experience. That's dairy farmer Laura Lee Schultz of Orangeville at the unveiling. Both the Illinois and Missouri State Fairs open today and run through August 20th. 612 from the KMOX business desk, the airport goes all in on the proposed Boeing expansion. The St. Louis Airport Commission approved leasing 154 acres to Boeing at their meeting Wednesday. The land is to be used for the aircraft maker's proposed $1.8 billion expansion. Airport Director Rhonda Humnebrigge told the county council this week why she supports that project. This 154 acres, of which uh, a good portion of it is a very big eyesore to the airport. It does nothing to enhance the vision of our airport and the surrounding area. This project will change that. Boeing will pay the airport $2.6 million annually for the two tracts of land for each of the next 17 years. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. An international company headquartered downtown is exploring its options once its lease expires. According to the Business Journal, Fleischman Hillard has a couple of years left on its current lease on North Broadway and is keeping its options open. They currently have 130,000 square feet in the 200 North Building, where they've been since 1985. Although Fleischman Hiller didn't say how many employees it has locally, it does have 79 offices in more than 30 countries. I'm Debbie Monterey. The St. Louis All Local Podcast is produced by the KMOX News Team. Get all the local news you need on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.